Hey, this is Alex, and you're tuned into the Market Adventures Podcast. It is Monday the 8th, and I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Here are some of my picks for swings and option trades going into this week, as well as some long-term investing opportunities. Stay tuned. The number one barrier I hear all the time to self-improvement is lack of time. Not to mention distraction on social media and all the available streaming services to keep our eyes glued to the screen, but the time is there. The time for self-development is actually there, and here's the best way I've found of taking advantage of it. There's an app I highly recommend called Blinkist. Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but says they don't have enough time. Now, Blinkist takes the key ideas and insights from over 4,000 nonfiction bestsellers in more than 27 different categories and gathers them together in 15-minute text and audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas of the book. Use the Blinks to get into topics quickly and find new topics to grow from or figure out which books you want to spend more time on. What's more, they've teamed up with popular podcast creators to Blink those for you too. So you can get a hard for podcast episode fast. I personally like Blinkist because I have two very young children, so finding time to read isn't always the most feasible. With Blinkist, I can listen to and read all the key ideas and as many books as I'm interested in without having to worry about time. Two books that I recommend once you join are The 4-Hour Workweek and Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Right now, Blinkist actually has an offer specifically for our audience. If you go to Blinkist.com slash adventure, to start your seven-day free trial, you get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. So head over to Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. That's Blinkist.com slash adventure to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com slash adventure. Okay, so the stimulus passed the Senate, which is good news. Uh, we'll find out Tuesday if it passes the House, which we're expecting it to. And then after that, those checks should be going out uh, by at least the end of next week, which is good news for us. We'll see how the bonds and the dollar take the news. Again, those market forces also play into the stock market. We can't forget that. As much as we get happy about stimulus, we have to worry about what the market investors and participants uh, also think about more money entering the market and inflation, all these other things uh, that have nothing to do with just the $1,400. Now, the bonds are near a one-year high of 1.6%, right? That's around where the market started tripping out last time and really, really selling off. So we'll see how the market handles it this time around. Now, there's some really slim pickings. Uh, if we're looking through the lens of our plan where we want those three indicators to really line up as well as volume um, and price action. Uh, if we want all those things to line up, there are a lot of slim pickings. But I found two uh, swing and option trade possibilities going into this week. Again, we want to see how the market handles the stimulus and handles the bonds, right? So we probably shouldn't be trading on Monday. We should at least wait until Tuesday, Tuesday see how things settle down and to make our way into positions. 
Does that leave some money on the table? Yes. But again, it's better to be late than it is to be wrong, right? So let's let the market prove uh, what we want before we jump in. So here are my two. One, UPS. Uh, they recently raised their dividends. They're involved in uh, COVID deliveries. And the weekly and daily indicators are all saying the same thing, right? They're starting to turn and head up, right? At least they're on their way around to turn around. So if we get a nice green day Monday, then those indicators will give us a flash of a yellow signal. Then we have to wait for a green signal and we can jump into the stock and trade it out. Another opportunity, uh, BBY, Best Buy. Uh, I like Best Buy. I was at Best Buy this weekend. I got a gaming PC and the battery actually uh, was faulty. And I had to bring back the PC, and they were super dope. I have two children. I brought the both the children into the store. Um, they actually let me pull the car up to the curb. Had some guy come take the PC and the parts out of my car for me, put it in a cart, and then everything was just great. I mean, the service is just wonderful, um, and it made the trip a lot less hassle um, than it should have been, <laughs> realistically. Um, but... Outside of that, um, we're going to look at the technicals as well. And the technicals look like uh, BBY is heading into a range bound on the weekly chart. And we're seeing an overselling on the daily chart. So when we're talking about range bound, it's nice to see a range bound on a weekly chart because it allows us to play it on the daily chart. And oversold gives us a buy signal on the daily chart. So if it's range bound, sitting at the bottom of a weekly range, and we've got a buy signal on the daily, we're looking to play it to the upside and looking to take profits as we approach that top of the weekly range. Right? So that's an opportunity should Best Buy again move in that way. And like I said, we've got to wait for these stimulus and the bonds to kind of settle in to see where the market actually wants to go. Now, here are some picks for long-term value and long-term growth as well because last two weeks, we saw some big sell-offs and some big rotations. We have Verizon sitting at the bottom of a range. It didn't get the juice from that rotation because it is uh, it is rather high uh, up now because of the um, Warren Buffett news that he added positions to Verizon, but Verizon still at a good price. It's at the bottom of a range uh, on the weekly chart, the three-year chart. And it's a great long-term stock. It's uh, involved in 5G. Um, they've got a crazy infrastructure and network around the com- country. And they pay a pretty good dividend yield. Walmart is another one that was hit pretty, pretty hard the last two weeks over the bond rate stuff and the rotation into value. But what's crazy is Walmart is a value stock. So Walmart got hit like it was a growth stock. Um, it led on the way down, right? It was actually moving just as fast as like Tesla um, and Apple to the downside. Um, so it was a little little strange to see that, but uh, that's okay. Walmart is still a great company. They have a lot of cash on hand and they have the ability to, to grow as well. We saw that FinTech news um, that they have several hundred million uh, visitors to Walmart every single week. And their ability to uh, integrate fintech into their company model would be crazy for their profit margin. So uh, that's really good news. Walmart's actually at some previous support levels as well. Um, So we can watch out for Walmart. I think Walmart's a good long-term value stock if you 
want something that's really beat down but really shouldn't be, Walmart is definitely up there too. Now, long-term growth, right, as we saw, there's a rotation out of growth into value. It doesn't mean that the growth names aren't good. It just means that people are moving and rebalancing their portfolio and taking profits on most of their growth companies. But with that, um, we have some people taking profits and we have some people panic selling. Neo and Peloton are a good example of that. I mean, Neo, there's no real technicals for uh, uh, moving into the position. But if you just look at the chart and you look at Neo, um, that sell off was a bit harsh. Neo is in one of the biggest markets on the planet. They already have orders. They're one of the few EV companies out there who actually have products on the road being driven every day. They have a subscription model, which is very unique for the EV space as well. Um, and they, they have a great car, they have a great company. So um, I think Neo was hit really, really hard. And I think that it's really undervalued right now because it's moving with Tesla now um, because they're both EV companies. Obviously, they kind of move very uh, synonymous with each other. If Tesla keeps getting hit, then Neo will keep heading hit. And if Neo keeps getting hit, just wait for it. Just wait for Neo to come down to a price where we see some accumulation that starts to move sideways. And that may be an opportunity to add some nice long-term growth. Uh, to your portfolio because EV is going to continue to grow. And Peloton too. I mean, Peloton got really beat down because of their supply chain and not getting people their orders for, you know, weeks, months. Um, but the reality, I mean, Peloton, although they were a uh, a winner because of the pandemic and people are getting outside now and they may not, you know, their the gyms are reopening uh, in full capacity. So people may not be using the Pelotons as much or, Whatever. Um, the idea of Peloton, I mean, it's got a cult-like following. And you know that I love companies with a cult-like following. We talk about Apple. We talk about Tesla. Yes, the stock, the stock price may say one thing, but it doesn't take away from the fact that the, the, the customers that use these products, again, like Tesla and like Apple, they don't deviate much, right, if at all most of the products that they use are coming from that source, right? So the fact that Peloton has that type of following and still has the ability to continue growing, uh, I like that company. I'm surprised it's been beat down this much. But again, if they're going to keep giving you pro uh, good long-term growth companies for cheap, I'll let it happen. So if Peloton keeps coming down here, I'll let the price keep dropping because it's a good company to have in your portfolio for the long term. If the price begins to settle and bottom out, just like I said with the NEO, it could be an opportunity to add some long-term growth uh, to your portfolio. Um, right now, we have Peloton hovering around some support levels in terms of volume, right? So on this chart, we have a couple of indicators that indicate volume by price level. Right now, it's at a position where there's a lot of volume at this price level which we could see some accumulation here. We could see some people start you know, scooping up some shares. But if the buyers don't show up at this level and the uh, selling pressure continues to be too high, we see the next support around $75. And if you can end up getting Peloton around $75, that is a steal. So those are my picks moving forward, either for this week or for this month. Again, it depends how the market handles bonds and the stimulus, if they handle it well, then these picks will do well for this 
uh, week and this month. If the market does not handle it well, this is looking more like a monthly uh, watch list. Hope you enjoyed that episode. I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll find out if the markets confirm uh, its move this Monday, or if the professionals are going to trade against the Monday action, considering all the data that's already come out. Until then, be well, and remember: as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security; seek adventure. <laughs>